it's the myth, it's the unicorn, or is it the people that cut the weight, they lose all the weight and then keep it off? What are the secrets to these magical people that can actually succeed long-term? And this podcast will pull back the curtain to reveal the four common traits of people who not only lose the weight, but keep it off. Stick around. Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast, where we hear and learn from our coaches, CrossFitters, and Glen Ed community leaders. Now, here are your hosts, Dallas and Greg. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the CrossFit Edwardsville Community Podcast, where we do get to chat with our CFE coaches, sometimes talk with our local community uh, leaders, but then we also get to chat it up with some of our local CrossFitters here at CrossFit Edwardsville. Uh, so great to have you here. I am your co-host, Dallas Hamston, your Speak to Lead communication and presentation trainer. And I love working with people on how to be better on stage, how to be their authentic self in presentations. And with me always, my fearless co-host, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Coach G. Scale. What's up, G? I think more accurate description would be the student, because every time we do this, I'm studying how Dallas presents and trying to take notes from the master. So well, uh, you probably saw that I bumbled over the intro there, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I raised my glass to you. Cheers. It's good to see you, man. Um, so those of our too. audience out there, you know, Dallas and I, we get to hang out. We do these podcasts together, and sometimes we get to hang out outside of here. And lately, you know, Dallas and I have both been busy. We haven't got to hang out as much, so it's been a hot minute since I saw this guy and his, uh, his beautiful smiling face. Uh, I missed you, dude. I missed, I missed you, you too, man. I missed you too. Uh, we were actually just before we started recording, we were like, let's get a lunch on the books. Yep. Let's make it happen so we can meet in person and not just via Zoom. But, um, but today I'm excited about the conversation because I know this one's going to resonate with me. Uh, everybody, everybody, it seems like a very small percentage of people that lose weight, keep it off, uh, but almost everyone else goes through what we call the yo-yo diets or the up and down or progressively worse over time. We lose the 10 and then we gain back 12. Then we lose the 12 and we gain back 14. So today is going to be a really fun conversation. I know I'm going to take away some stuff, but uh, the topic today, G, as you said to me, is they kept the weight off, how they did it. Uh, and what'd you say here at the intro, the unicorns? Yeah, the, I love the mythical, the unicorns, the people that did it. Who are these these magical creatures? And we, <laughs> I feel like I, it should be like an Irish. It should be like, oh, the unicorns and the leprechauns and how they did it. How they maybe it should have been. Maybe we should have we should have done the. I should have had you do that voice for the intro. Maybe they went over fun. the rainbow, found the pot of gold, kept the weight off. <laughs> love it. That was spot on. That was a plus. Thank you. I, I watched a lot of Lucky Charms commercials growing up. <laughs> So, yeah, we've we've done we we've you know worked with so many people. You know, obviously in our CrossFit world, like try to look better, feel better, perform at our best. A huge part of what we do is how people like just live their best life to be empowered with the energy, the endurance, the the stamina, yeah. the capacity to go out there and just be awesome as dads, as spouses, as parents, as professionals, you know, whatever entrepreneurs, but. You know, for some people, some people that come to us, they want that body transformation. They want to get to a healthy body, healthy weight and stay there for yeah. a long period of time. And we've seen both. We see people that do really well. And we see people that completely crash and burn and fall off the wagon. And in previous podcasts, we've discussed some of the commonalities that lead to people falling off the wagon and 
I would say we'd have to be idiots by this point not to have identified some key characteristics, some qualities that are common across people that cut the weight, they lose the weight, they get to a healthy body type, and they stay there for a longer period of time. And in this podcast today, we'll outline some of those common qualities. And hopefully, hopefully this like opens some eyes out there, sheds some light on what it looks like to have a, a long-term sustainable thing and avoid the yo-yo, which is so easy to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've also heard it referred to as the roller coaster because you just go up and down and sometimes you get spun around. So let's let's get off the roller coaster of weight loss, everybody, and let's jump into the conversation. So, G, you told me you said beforehand there are four things that you're going to cover here today. They kept the weight off how they did it. Hit me with number one. No surprise to anybody talking about healthy eating. And number one, bullet point number one is that they set a new standard for healthy eating. And when I, when I talk about that, what I'm saying is that they didn't come into, or at least they didn't stay with healthy eating because they said, okay, I'm going to do this diet. I'm going to do this, this thing. But it became like at a, a personal standard level, their personal standard for themselves where I do this, I don't do this. There are, there are rules that I impose upon myself, guide rules that I follow that keep me out of trouble, guardrails, if you will, right? And they can be different for a lot of different people because a lot of different things work for different people. But what it comes down to is the creation and the keeping, Mm. the creation and the keeping of a different standard for yourself. But it has to be self-imposed, right? Yeah. Uh, Unless unless you're going to have a coach forever, which some people do feel like they have to have a coach to impose the standards on them. But for most people that do it long-term, they get to the point where their own personal standard is, I just don't consume X anymore. I don't go to XYZ restaurant anymore because I know if I go there, I get tripped up, I make mistakes, I falter. Right, right? it's a gateway drug. Yeah, it's a, it's a gateway drug. And it's basically, it's, it's, the set, it's, it's creating these boundaries for yourself that you just don't cross anymore. Yeah. It's just new standard. Like I just, it used to be, Every Fourth of July weekend, I would go out and I would drink as many drinks as I as I could when I was on the boat with my friends. And you know, we wouldn't eat all day. We'd get home and we'd order like two or three pizzas, and everybody would just like binge eat. My yeah. new standard is like I actually prepare and I bring foods with me when I go out to the boat, so I can eat proactively and productively yeah. throughout the day. I make a point of bringing water, and I drink water, and I I drink only this many drinks or whatever it is. It's basically that it's a new standard of behavior that they do for themselves. This is a common thing across everybody who succeeds long-term. And it's important to note that for this to work, you have to have a sustainable nutrition approach. A lot of people will fall into the trap of doing something they can do for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, but there's like no way they can do it long-term. Yeah. And so- they get to like two weeks in and they're either emotionally burned out or they're, they, they absolutely hate it and, they, and they, they quit. Fun fact, maybe not a fun fact, a sad fact, most people that do fall off of a healthy eating plan, it happens within the first two weeks, within the yeah. first two weeks. And there's a reason for that. Most, most people, when they change from eating in a poor way to eating in a healthy way, they're typically they will feel less awesome before they feel more awesome their energy levels will come down 
they feel cranky or irritable because maybe they're consuming less carbs than they used to, yeah. or their, their source of carbs is different than it used to be. And for that reason, their body requires an adaptation period where your body goes from super inefficient and in metabolizing these macronutrients to being more efficient and metabolizing the healthy nutrients. And that two or three week window where being on a, like the first week is always amazing and exciting and it's novel and it's fun and you're making great progress. Sure. You've just jumped in. It's, it's hot. It's new. It's fresh. It's different. You, you're, you're new to it. It's exciting in that first week. Weeks two and three or things get to be hard for a lot of people. Yeah. But if you do get past that three week threshold, it really gets to be a lot easier because your body starts to get smart. It starts to metabolize these new foods in a more efficient way. Your energy levels spike. You feel amazing. Now your body is transforming and you're feeling good and your energy is great. And that's the point where you can really hockey stick and the progress has happened much, much faster. But getting to week three, if you can get that far, it becomes easier and easier. If you get to week six, it gets easier. You get to week 12, it gets easier. And about that point, you have a whole new lifestyle because 12 weeks later, yeah, you yeah. do have a new standard for yourself. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Well, and I think too, to that point is there's something very empowering about making a choice of a standard. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, I think there's just a mental, mental power that comes in with, with choosing a new standard. I mean, I know that's one of those things in, in, some areas of my life where I've set a new standard for myself, all of a sudden I'm a different person there. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely think that that is part of it. So, and I like that image you said of putting up the guardrails, you know, my mind goes to roll, uh, bowling and I, we've joked before I suck at bowling, but if I have those guardrails up, I'm not going to gutter nearly as much. And so right. to be able to put that, that, uh, those gutter guardrails up for ourselves, keep, keeps us out of the gutter of eating as well. So, that's well, good. you also have to, you have to have the, what's the word, the, the ego, like the, have the humility to be willing to put the, the bumpers up sure. to keep yourself out of the gutter, right? Well, you, you said a thing there a couple of minutes ago about the idea of, uh, you know, you get two weeks in and go, oh, I hate this. I'm not, that's not working. Three weeks in, that's not working. Also to be able to say, maybe the standard you set for yourself out the out the gate might be a little too, it, it, it might not work. Not everything might work with your work schedule or your sleep schedule or things. So also the um, understanding that part of developing a new standard is adapting and figuring out what works best in your look good, feel good, et cetera. And then obviously everybody, you know, I'm going to say having a coach helps too, because they're, sure. they're going to guide you through the process and say, look, I'm burning out. I'm still losing energy at four in the afternoon or three in the afternoon. And it's like, all right, well, let's start looking at what you've done to put the fuel in your body at lunchtime. What's happening there? What needs to be adjusted? But uh, but setting that new standard, I think is, is important, but knowing that it might need to be adjusted. Right. Time. Well, and two, we've addressed variations of this in the podcast before, but there is, there's something important to note that for some people, a very dramatic rip the bandaid off is the right move. For some sure. people, they have to make a cold turkey hard shift in yeah. what they do. For other people, it's just a matter of having a game plan going into the weekend and not letting weekend drinking completely ruin everything for you. You right. know what I mean? For so many people, that's... That is the tripwire. Monday through Thursday, caloric deficiency of 500 calories a day. Friday, 
caloric intake of an additional 750 each day. Yeah. It's super easy to drink calories. It's super, super easy yeah. to like for a lot of people. It's, it's the whole, like, like they have to make a very violent shift in their lifestyle, all encompassing for others. Yeah. It's I'm just, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to drink soda anymore. Period. Yeah. I had a guy who was a part of one of our early nutrition kickstarts. Uh, lost 19 pounds his first month with us. And the only thing he did differently was he stopped drinking soda. For some people, there is one thing yeah. in their healthy eating world or sphere that is the domino that screws everything it's else up. Lynch. That should be empowering. That should be yeah. empowering that there's a good chance you make one meaningful change and everything else falls into place. But it's, it, might be, it might be one difficult change, breaking the addiction to sugar, breaking the addiction to yeah. processed carbs or whatever it is, right? Yeah, that's good. So, all right, so that's number one. They set a new standard for healthy eating. What would number two be here on the unicorn diet? They, they set <laughs> the unicorn uh, lifestyle. The unicorn game plan. They set a new standard for activity. This is a very interesting point that, Amongst people that that lose significant amounts of weight and keep it off, I consistently hear something along the lines of, it just became my rule for myself that I was going to take 10,000 steps a day. Track it on my little thing here, I'm going to do 10,000 steps a day. Yeah. Or they said, no matter, no matter, come hell or high water, I'm going to be at CrossFit at 9.30 a.m. every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm going to run every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday some variation of this just became my rule for myself was i'm going to do this this is this is who i am this is what i do my new standard is for this and it's it's always for some sort of regular physical activity yeah. which for some people is walking for some people it's surfing for some people it's crossfit for some people it's biking it's usually a combination. I have seen amazing transformations happen from doing CrossFit like four times a week and doing long runs twice a week. Because you know most of your CrossFit is high intensity interval stuff. And then you pair that with a long run, a long swim, a long sure. row each week. There's a Chris Brauner is one of our CrossFitters around the 930 time spot. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chris. And he has had some of the most dramatic body fat transformations i think he did a 12-week block of nutrition coaching with us where he cut i think 25 percent of his body fat he cut 25 percent of his body fat in that time window and this was definitely his pattern like he was doing crossfit four or five times a week and then pairing that with a long row he'd come in before class he'd row for 45 minutes he say after class and row for 45 minutes is that beautiful pairing of the intensity interval stuff as well as the long duration stuff. Now, I've seen that work really well, but that is not to say that it has to be that for it to work because most of us as professionals, we can't spend an hour and a half in the gym every right. single day, right? Right. right? But we can, over a lunch break, knock out a couple thousand more steps walking around the building in immediate sure. aftermath of lunch. We can do a 5 a.m. workout multiple times a week. We can do an open gym on Saturday after we've, you know, after the kids have gone off to the, the, the pool party down at the neighbor's house, right? Sure, sure, sure. But across the board, there is some new standard they set for themselves in terms of this is what I do. This is this is me now. It's my physical activity level. Is my absolute baseline is doing X and Y and Z. 
you've talked about this in previous episodes as well of just the idea of the mindset of a, of a life athlete, mm -hmm. of being an athlete for life. And this is just what I do is this is part of my, my day. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's very challenging. I think that's a really good point. I mean, I find it personally challenging. I mean, you, you know, that I've had multiple injuries over the last and non-CrossFit related garbage, Sure, but um, it's like, yeah, I don't want to because I'm sore today or I'm hurting or that tweaked or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, after the initial get healed up period, I have to get back in. I remember seeing, um, here I go. I'm going to drop a professional wrestling reference. Can I do that? Yeah, go for it. I just remember. I will, I will get the reference. It'll go right over my head. But well, you know who, No, you know who you can't see me John Cena is. I know who John Cena is. All right, everybody. I mean, it, let, you should know who John Cena is, people. If you don't, it's unfortunate. But um, he had had uh, he had had neck surgery and had to have uh, two two plate or a plate put into two of his uh, two of his vertebrae in his neck because to fuse of, them uh, together, I guess. Yeah, to fuse them together because of just sustained injury over time. And he was told there were very specific things he couldn't do for six weeks. The day after the surgery, he was like, well, that doesn't mean I can't do X, Y, and Z. And so the day after the surgery and somebody was like, why didn't you rest and recover? And he said, it's what I do. It's who I yeah. am. Um, you know, it's it's who I am. I remember in the, in the last Top Gun movie here, Top Gun 2, I'm not spoiling anything for those of you who have Please don't have a scene. Not, there's just a part, and and you said this in an in a podcast episode a few episodes ago. I am an athlete. That's who you yes. are, what you identify as. And and um Tom Cruise says in this movie, he just says, it's who I am. I'm a naval aviator. It's right, it's who I am, it's what I do. So these things are what are common to me, uh, because of the yes. identity. So I think I think that's a really important part. Well, that beautifully transitions to point number three, Dallas. Yep. What's number three, G? Is that they adopt a new identity or they embrace a new identity for yeah. themselves. This is for the unicorns, everybody. Yeah, there's there's a real power to what like to the way that we talk to ourselves. It makes a very big difference in our day-to-day -day psychology, is that the internal dialogue or the story that we have with ourselves. And there's a lot of power to whatever you put after the words I am. So in the example that Dallas just used, if you say, I am an athlete for life and I'm the active dad who plays with my kids. I don't just sit on the sidelines. I actually go out there. I play ball with them. For example, if you're an athlete for life, there's just certain things you just do because it is you. Yeah. And conversely, the flip side of that, if you say, I'm just a fat guy, I'm just, I'm just out of shape. I just, you know, I, I don't make good food choices. It's just, it's my dad did that. My grandfather did that. Like, you know, I come from a line of fat people. That's just, that's just who we are. If that is how you perceive yourself, there is, you know, from, I'm sure you, you've read Robert Caldini's book, The Psychology of Influence. Oh yeah. That one of the, one of the, one of the six major items is congruence being congruent with what you have said or done or expressed in the past, right? Yeah. It's, it is a default setting that we will all default to behaving in whatever way is congruent with the identity that we have embraced for ourselves. Yeah. Which is why in CrossFit, we encourage all of our people to ad adopt, embrace an identity of being an athlete because 
if you're an athlete, you fuel your body for performance. Yeah. If you're an athlete, you, just going out and being active and doing sport is just what you do. You know? Yeah. It's not, it's not something that's a, like a stretch. It's just what you do. It's just who you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it is who you are, it is easier to do than if it's, well, I guess I have to do this for a season now. I want to cut the weight for the wedding. I want to cut the weight for the reunion. And so I'm going to be somebody else for a while. If it's not who you are, yeah. it's much harder to sustain. Yeah. But the good news is, is that identity is a choice. You can choose something different. You can choose something yeah. better. Though people, the people that keep the weight off, they choose something different and something better. Yeah. That's an intriguing. So you use that example of I'm going to I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to drop the 10 or the 15 for the wedding, for the reunion, for something, because what you're doing there is you're actually creating a persona rather right. than it's rather than the identity is just it's part of your character. It's part of who you are. Um, right. I, I get to do mindset training with this uh, with a group of guys inside of a private Facebook community. And um, one of the things we talk about all the time and. I've actually got the book right here because because uh, it's such a huge full ready reference. There's a great book, everybody, called Psycho Cybernetics. It's by Maxwell Maltz. And um, this talks about your future identity and who your future self is, future you, and how if you you set that targeting system to aim toward future you, future self, you not only do the things that that person does. So future self behaves as certain way, which means if I want to aim my targets towards that present self actually starts behaving like future self, but also what does future self feel like? What are the emotions? What are the energy levels? What are that? Because once you start getting on vibe on frequency with that new you in the future, present you will actually transform. And a lot of us, uh, it's very challenging because a lot of us want a future that we're not willing to become in and right. we'll never actually become that future self because we're not making the incremental things. So I love this one. I honestly, I would tell you, I would think this one would be number one because once we embrace future self, new identity, then we set the new standard for healthy eating, the new standard for activity. I, I would have said new identity is number one, right? So you, you could easily argue that we've been talking about a new identity since we hit record on this podcast absolutely. 23 minutes ago. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, the identity could be effectively, it is the operating system upon, upon which the first two programs are based, right? Yep. I am an athlete. I am a healthy person. Right. Dominoes into my standard for myself is X and Y and Z. Right. Absolutely. And I think very I mean, related concepts. Very related concepts. I mean, take this, let's take this out of health and fitness for just a second. Wealth. A wealthy person thinks differently than a person who's, quote, rich, right? A rich person can still have a scarcity mindset. They may have come into a bunch of money. They may have won the lottery. You know, they may have gotten the unicorn lottery, but that doesn't mean they're going to maintain a unicorn lifestyle if they don't adopt the way a wealthy person thinks in percentages, in investments, in, you know, divergence of funds, all of those things. A wealthy person just thinks differently than a person who either doesn't have money or just came into it randomly and will lose sure. it in a couple of years. So, so I think right. it's kind of like we have to think of a, 
well, as a wealthy person or a, in this case, a healthy person thinks an athlete, yes. a lifestyle. So I love all that. That's, that's awesome. So, all right. Number one, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say that two, along with this, being a good steward of little is a very important prerequisite step to be a good steward of a lot. I've heard that somewhere. I don't remember. Yeah. So maybe I subconsciously picked it up from somewhere else, but I'm just talking like just just from my own experience here that if if God has given you a little bit of fitness right now, you're not a super athlete now, but you're adopting an athlete mindset and an athlete identity, being a good steward and cherishing and harnessing and cultivating those. Maybe you have only like two seeds to plant right now, but if you plant those two seeds, you take good care of them something beautiful grows and flowers and then it spawns other. And the next thing you know, you have a, a full garden proverbially speaking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, now I think if, if you took like, for example, like I have 14 years of crossfitting under my belt. Now, if you took the fitness that I had and give it to say somebody who did not have the lifestyle habits, the health, the fitness that I have now would not last for that person. It would be, it evaporate. Sure. Right. Yeah. It, took, it took a long time to build the habits, the disciplines, the rituals that the which is now, right? But I, like many people, I did not start with a super athlete genetic cloth, right? right. right. I was not in shape growing up. I have, don't have natural athletic gifts. I had to work super hard for all of it, but I started with a little bit and I built from there. And you can do the same, right? Yeah. Just having the identity of I'm an athlete. I only have maybe two athletic gifts. Like maybe maybe you're you're overweight, but maybe you're really strong at that weight. Maybe that is the gift that you have. You take that and harness it and go and really embrace powerlifting or go really embrace weightlifting. You can go a long way just by being a good steward of the two talents the Lord's already given you. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, for sure. I definitely uh, – it's uh... – don't don't put your talents and just bury them. Invest them and see how they can grow. Right. Yeah, for sure. So okay, so we've talked. Number one, they said it. The when we talk about folks that are not, have kept the weight off and how they did it, we said number one, they set a new standard for healthy living. Number two, it's about that new standard for activity. Now, uh, number three here was that they embraced a new identity. G scale, hit me with number four. Number four is that they adopted a new peer group. Now, if you've spent any time in the personal development space, you've definitely heard the concept that you become the five people that you hang out with the most, right? Yep. And there's a very good chance. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you're if you're an American, the chances are the people that you grew up with and hang out with are all on the standard American diet, and they're not they're not athletes for life now that they're in their 20s and their 30s and high school athletics is over and college athletics might be over this is definitely my story right so yeah. like when i'm when i'm with the people that i grew up with or if i'm with like my, my family like being really active is not the default setting right. and it's very easy all of us are influenced by our surroundings yeah. so i find it really really helpful to be around fitness-minded people at CrossFit, at Jiu-Jitsu, in the circles that I run now, the, I'm now hanging out with athletes for life. 
to just behave a different way. And that makes it much easier for me to sustain a healthy behavior set over time. The people who find themselves successful in cutting the weight, taking the weight off and then keeping it off, they also surround themselves with supportive pillars, with buttresses of other people who are on a similar life path because you can't change your spouse. If they're not going with you on the journey, you can't make them, right? <laughs> Maybe your brothers, like my, my brothers, like they they don't really live the same way that I live and that's yep. okay, right? Like, so it's not up to me to pressure somebody in my personal sphere to do something that they don't want to do, right? Yep. But I can adopt new peers that give me a different perspective because like whatever, whatever you, whatever you focus on, your energy goes there. Yep. 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 And if your friends, they're all drinkers, they're all smokers, they spend the whole weekend on the boat drinking and, you know, partying. Like, I'm not saying that you need to get rid of your friends. What right. I am saying is having a friend group that does this fitness thing consistently makes it infinitely easier. Sure. And, and to an extent, uh, more enjoyable. More enjoyable because yep. very few people are good at being an island of good decisions amongst a sea of stormy shit decisions. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that is a difficult, difficult thing to do. It's just much easier if the people around you encourage and support and do this with you. In our, in our small group world, in the church space, we say like you're doing life with somebody. I yeah. think it is, it is much more sustainable to succeed and then long term if you are doing life with other people who are athletes for life, who have that identity. I think, uh, so one of the, I remember when I first learned that we say uh, you want to be around those people who influence you a specific way. But if we look at that word influence, it's the same as the root word of influenza. You will catch whatever you're in proximity to. So if you want to catch an influenza of depression, an influence of, uh, eating poorly and influence of bad financial decisions. If, like, you can find those groups who will bring you down. We, we use that phrase, right? You, you go to the lowest common denominator and everybody lives on that level. But if you want to find the people who influenza you and who infect you with good vibes, with healthy living, with smart financial decisions, you can find those groups as well. I remember, G, um, years ago, I went to go uh, interview for for a job and it was with someone that I respected and I'm having this conversation with them and they said man what's the why are you looking to shift and the the one the one answer that got me the job was I said I'll be honest with you I currently um, am around people who think a, a particular way and I'm finding it's begun to affect me and I need to be around a group of people that are lifting my game in the business yep. world and so I look at you and I think is this someone who could lift my game? And I'd love to be around you so that you can influence me to lift my game. And and he goes, right. that to him was like the biggest compliment that he wanted, that someone wanted to be affected by what he knew about business and strategy. Um, and I think, I think that's such an important thing for us to consider in every, I'm not going to go to the person who's been divorced three times and say, Hey, I'd love your advice on my marriage. It's just not going to well, there, there's there's the value to being around like if you be around somebody like people who have been in relation like in in a happy marriage for decades there's a lot to be said for hanging out around those people and taking notes 
How right. many humility to say, I don't have all the answers, but they're doing this really well. I can learn from them. Yeah. At the same time, it's there's a lot of value to being the person that throws the ladder down and help the people behind you to come 100%. up, right? 100%. So like you start fitnessing with people who are way beyond your level and they bring you up and then you see that person that comes into the gym and they're terrified because yeah. everybody in the room they feel like they're all moving at warp speed and all like even the girls are stronger than me. And it's like, it seems like everybody seems so far beyond where I'm at with my fitness going to that person and making them feel welcome, making them feel accepted so that they can then succeed. Like, because if you've been in the CrossFit game for six months, a year, like your fitness has advanced substantially and you're going to see somebody brand new who is terrified like they it took real balls for them to walk into a crossfit gym in the first place throw the ladder down man help them up 100 percent. but that's what you want to do is you want to be able to give the hand up to people you don't want to dive down into the lower the lower frequency right yeah that's good man uh gee i'll be honest with you i was totally challenged by the conversation today this has been a great one. Um, everybody, again, if you if you if you want to go over the rainbow and join the leprechauns and the unicorns, uh, you you want to adopt some new standards. You want to adopt a new identity. You want to adopt those new peer groups. Basically, you want to raise your game. And um, and here at CrossFit Edwardsville, I will tell you, this is a group of people who will help raise your game, mentally, physically, heck, emotionally. When you hit that box, and you're like, oh. I don't have this mentally in me or emotionally in me. I've cried during workouts. So I'm like, I don't know that I have another thing in me. And then the coach says, come on, Dallas, you got this. Just do the next step or whatever it is. And you have all these amazing breakthroughs. So uh, we would love to help you, especially if you are in the Glen Carbon and Edwardsville community, Madison County, St. Clair County. We would love to help you on that uh, journey of fitness to look better, feel better, perform better. And uh, you can check us out on all the socials at CrossFit Edwardsville. You can type CrossFit Edwardsville into ye old Google machine and read the hundreds of positive and five-star reviews. You can also, when you're ready, go to CrossFitEdwardsville.com. That's our website. And it's very easy. If you want to talk about the next step in not only maybe losing the weight, but keeping it off, setting the new standards of living, activity, identity, and peer groups. You just click on a little button that says, book a no sweat conversation. Very easy to find that because it's really big on the homepage. And you want to book a no sweat conversation with one of our coaches. Uh, You might talk to G or one of the other team members, but uh, we would love to have that conversation with you. You can also email us. Info at CrossFitEdwardsville.com. But be sure and do that. Connect with us in some way or another. We want to be there to help you. Uh, Greg, Coach G, thank you so much, man. This was like a knowledge bomb session. So I really appreciate all of your years of uh, digging this gold mine for us so that we can just come in and learn from you. Thanks, man. Well, happy to be of service. And thank you to you, Dallas, for tagging along for the journey today, for hanging out. Thank you to all of our audience as well. Everybody, please have yourselves a championship and a very beautiful and blessed rest of your day.